B-Pod Studios. Comic books, video games, anime, sci-fi. If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Nerd Radio. Welcome to another week of Nerd Radio from home. Yes. It's Chuck Bean, Al Beck, and James for another week of Nerd Radio, which you can find on social media at Nerd Radio 101. Fellas, sound off. Uh, hey, it's I'll say I'll say I'm here because James is drinking right now. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Appreciate that. I'll jump right in here. <laughs> trying to enjoy a nice, uh, delicious, ice cold, uh, carbonated beverage. What do you got there? It's a Coke Zero. Oh, okay. you can tell we're getting low on supplies when I'm drinking out of a plastic bottle. That means we're pretty much almost out of canned uh, pop or oh, yeah. soda, whichever yeah, yeah. Uh, term you used to refer to it as, which means. Jamesy boy is going to have to face death and go grocery shopping. <laughs> yeah. I've been there over mm. the weekend. I did some of that. That was, uh, we'll, we'll get into that for sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm trying to keep my energy up because, uh, right now I want to, I want to speak to, uh, anybody from the past and let you know that the future is bullshit. Uh. Um, <laughs> I'm looking out my window. It's like goddamn winter outside. It looks like Christmas. I can't sleep. Which members of the past is this directed to? And how are they going to get a hold of it? I don't know, but just just so you know, the future sucks. Well, when time travel is invented, if we don't die first, uh, obviously the first thing they're going to do is send this episode of Nerd Radio back in time. Right, because we're doing a service here. Yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But there, I, I guess it's not all bullshit because yeah. there is some cool stuff, and uh, one of those cool well, things I, is the... Actually, Chuck, I'll say, like, obviously, we could be talking people from the future right now. And I'm going to say, hopefully, you just this is a bad memory to you and that we're not living the good days right now. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) That was real dark. It was real dark. (laughs) I'm having I'm in a dark mood. That's what I got going on right now. Oh, man. But I wouldn't shock me if that's what ends up becoming reality, because I tell you right now, I remember those good old days. They weren't that good when I was living them. But when I'm right. out of now, I'm like, God damn, that was a good time. Why can't I go back to that time? Yeah, it's great. Exactly. Man, man, the 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 rogue farter at the uh, <laughs> movie previews. Yeah, that was the, that was my biggest concern with some guy in a press release uh, press screening of the movie, just ripping ass with no regard to anybody else's sense of smell. Yeah. Now he's he could be spreading the coronavirus. He could be. He could be through his plumes, plumes or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's dark times when you uh you you wish for the the waft of the rogue fighter. <laughs> yeah, like what? Give me those farts. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, it gets to get rid of the coronavirus. Let me put those farts on the table like cocaine. I'm gonna rip lines like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Chop it up. Ah, uh, good. <laughs> so let, let's start on the on the down note here. Uh, I thought I did, already did. Oh, already did. <laughs> Yeah, I that already. A couple of celebrity deaths that uh, we, oh. we had to deal with in this uh, past week alone. Um, voice actor Rick May passed away hmm. at 79 from the coronavirus. He was the voice of Peppy in Star Fox 64. They do a barrel roll guy? Uh, I think so. Ooh. And uh, he was the soldier in Team Fortress 2. Uh, he Fortress was. Fortress 2 means nothing to me. What is that? Is that a movie or is that a video game? 
That is the precursor to all your online games that you play now, James. Call of Duty and Realm Royale and stuff. Team Fortress 2 came in the orange box back in the day. Really? Wow. I never played the orange box. My friends would always talk about how great it was and how much fun it was, how many different games you could play. Was Afterlife one of those games included in uh, that? Half-Life 2 Half-Life, was in okay. there. Portal, I remember Half-Life. Portal was part of it. Oh, yeah. Portal was a fun. That was a blast. I enjoyed Portal. I didn't realize yeah. uh Fortress 2 was a uh, part of that. Yeah, but Hell, Team I Fortress... didn't know what Team Fortress 2 was, to be honest. Yeah, Team Fortress 2 was one of those. Uh, it wasn't a Battle Royale game, but it was a, if I remember, it's like a five on five or maybe a six on six. And everybody had different um, different characters you could play, like the soldier or the medic or the engineer. OK. It was a blast. But uh, yeah, very, very sad to, to hear um, not only that he passed away, but that he is one of the. Uh, one of the one of the casualties of the coronavirus. Yeah. Wonder if anybody who knows him is out protesting in Lansing right now. <laughs> uh, that all the Chagong? Star Wars villains are British. Okay, that was a major freeze up on. Yeah, because Chuck, like for like a minute, you just looked like you were super stoned, like just staring at the camera, like. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly like that. I was like, wow, he's really taking a moment of silence here. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, what the f- what the yeah. fuck is wrong with Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's glitched. Oh, oh yeah. no, Chuck is broken! The whole podcast is gonna fail. I am kind of broken today. Well, I have not slept well. That's Come too on, bad. Man, so did you catch the, the other guy I was talking about? No, no, no. Okay, no, so I, I get uh, joke about the coronavirus uh protests that are going on right now. And then we realized oh, we were uh, and then uh now we're now we're here. Okay. Well, actor and dialect coach Andrew Jack passed away on March 31st, also from the uh, the COVID-19 virus. He is uh, a dialect coach and is essentially the reason that all the villains in Star Wars are British. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Yeah, he's worked on uh, Solo and The Last Jedi and Force Awakens, where he actually uh, had on-camera roles in the background. But he's also uh, been the dialect coach for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, Sherlock Holmes, Avengers Endgame, all that stuff. Wow. Hmm. He's like Hollywood's biggest dialect coach, huh? He's teaching everybody to speak with a British accent. Is that the only thing he taught? Uh, that I don't know. But uh, I, I, I was I, so good at a language. I, that's the only thing I did for a living. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I just teach people to swear. Because <laughs> yeah. I could do that a lot. That's the amount. <laughs> You know there's a Klingon dialect coach. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, dude, anything that they create a language for, and you know, as much of a Trekkie as I am, I I say, give me, cut me some slack here. Like, Klingon's not an actual language. Come on. Calm down. (laughs) I mean, it kind of is. They kind of had to go through all the rules of figuring out how to make people speak it instead of just spouting gibberish i know but like i don't know that's like a special level of nerd <laughs> you know like yeah because they created an, like, an elven language for lord of the rings and all that stuff right like, oh okay. didn't like, uh, no offense guys but i think both those the klingon and an elven language that's like the lowest deepest darkest basement dweller yeah. like status of a nerd ever once you learn those you're didn't they make no a, a language for avatar too or something like that oh my god i think you're right i think they did i think they did I've no, I can barely speak English. I'm not learning any other languages. I know a handful of German, and that's it. Hello und willkommen. Oh, right. he's back. The interrupter's back, everybody. <laughs> halt. The problem now is that the German interrupter doesn't quite work because Skype only picks up one person at a time. 
So you can scream German all day. It's still going to pick me up as long as I keep talking. It it picks up multiple people. At least mine is. I don't know. I was, I would listen back to the recording. It didn't sound like that was the case, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Now you know why he wants to use zoom. (laughs) (laughs) So I could specifically just talk over you. Right. Yeah. Well, as I was saying a couple minutes ago, the, uh, this weekend saw the release of final fantasy seven. Al, I know you played it a little bit. I I actually, uh, I, I was uh, gifted some cash for my birthday from a listener and friends, personal friends, uh, Stacy and Mark, uh, and they uh, they really wanted me to be able to check it out. So I pre-ordered it at Walmart and then Saturday went there and braved the uh, coronavirus to get my copy wow. of Final Fantasy VII because it was essential business. <laughs> I yeah. digitally downloaded it. Al, <laughs> <laughs> playing it safe. Yeah. No way. I wanted my hard copy. Al, what do you think so far? Dude, I am very happy with it. Like, I, I haven't played that far into it. Like, we just really got to uh, Seventh Heaven where you meet, you know, Tifa for the first time or whatever. Um, the way I described it to somebody else was it's kind of like when you find a book that you really like and they turn it into a movie and they actually do a good job with the movie. Like, you get to see those characters come to life. And it's like, obviously, it was already a video game. The characters are already alive in that way. But it it looks so much more cinematic. Like, obviously, Final Fantasy VII, their cutscenes were already, like, groundbreaking, you know, because they were, you know, like, when you would get those cutscenes, like, it would turn off, uh, switch away to the movie, and it was like the CGI for the time was, like, state-of-the-art. And it was so cool to watch. And obviously the whole game is now looks better than that even, but like, I don't know. It just looks wonderful. It's great. And I'm also discovering how many names I was mispronouncing. <laughs> it weirds me out every time somebody calls it Mako. Yes. Yeah. It's M-A-K-O. And I've been saying Mako, Mako like the shark for yeah. years. Yeah. I think there was Mako was the big one. I was like, oh, crap. All right. But uh, yeah, there was something else that came up to. I can't remember what it was. But I forgot that there was two characters, Biggs and Wedge. <laughs> Obviously, oh yeah, a Star Wars reference. <laughs> Every Final Fantasy, there's a Biggs and Wedge. Yeah, <laughs> even the old Super Nintendo one. I didn't even realize that. It must have been lost on me. But yeah, no, I'm uh, been having a really good time with it, and it's it's cool because it's a game that I already know. Obviously, I spent a lot of time playing the original version of it. I'm enjoying the remake, and there is some differences. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen next. I know the overall story, but I don't know everything that's going to happen. So it's still worth playing, I think. I would agree. Absolutely. And it's funny that you use the uh, metaphor of turning your favorite book into a Mm -hmm. movie because it almost feels a little bit like the reverse in that they took your favorite movie and turned it into this even more expanded version of it because I have played for about four hours. And I would say that the four hours that I have played spans about the first hour to hour and a half of the original game. I see what you're saying with that. Yeah. There's so much extra. There's uh, the Biggs and Wedge character and Jesse who have maybe 10 lines in the in the original Final Fantasy seven are greatly expanded into being full Mm -hmm. characters with their own character arc, which is really entertaining and neat to see. Yeah, I agree with that. And it is beautiful. It has a game, uh, a gameplay style similar to Final Fantasy 15. So I'm really curious as you play it, if you enjoy it or not, because if you enjoy this, 
I feel like you could go back and play 15 yeah, it's and funny. feel right at home. I had that same thought because I uh, I did go into it going, I'm going to hate the normal mode or whatever. I'm going to want to play turn-based uh, fighting style like in the original. I'm, but I'm going to try it at least. I'm going to at least go in. I'm going to try the remake the way they wanted it to be played. And we'll see. And I kind of like the fighting style, but I hated it in 15 and you would think it would go the other, like I would be easier to accept it in a game that's brand new to me rather than one that they've tinkered with that I already love. You know what I mean? But right. uh, but no, I mean, like, I, I've really been enjoying it. I like the fighting. So I did start thinking, like, maybe after this, I need to go back and try 15 again. I don't know. The one problem I'm having with it is the same problem I've had with 15 and with Persona 5 is that currently when I sit down to play it, when I finally find some time to sit down and play it, I'll get real comfortable. I'll sit down, I'll play it for exactly five minutes and pass right the yeah. f*** out. <laughs> you know, I did have Sounds a couple. Like a real fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Nonstop entertainment. How'd you get four hours in, man? <laughs> I will say that similarly, I have had uh, a couple times where I was like, oh, man, I could uh, I could go ahead and play uh, some Final Fantasy right now. And then I just didn't have the time or, or like I was feeling kind of tired or something like that. Right. Yeah. So the, the message there is don't get old, kids. Because all your video game time turns to nap. Well, I feel like Final Fantasy is like a game that requires like some investment. You can't just pick it up and play for five minutes, you know? Yeah. So if you're not in that right mood, like, I'm ready to sit down. Let's yeah. in game. Let's play some video games. Let's explore whatever the world is with Biggs and Wedge and Tatiana yep. and whoever yep. the whole other posse <laughs> is. And, you know, let's go save the world with the guy with the big. Does he still have guns? For, yeah, uh, yeah, for Barrett, yeah. Yeah, so let's go get him and let's go uh, mess some stuff up, you know. So I feel like if you're not in that state of mind, you know, Final Fantasy is a game you're always going to be like, oh, wait, we play something else. Yeah. Which is why I love the Untitled Goose game, because you just pick it up and stick around for five minutes. And then you're like, okay, cool. I just messed with uh, the farmer. Uh, I got my video game fixed. Now we can go take a nap. Yeah. Well, you can do that, like, when you get, uh, you know, deeper into when you get into, like, the world version of like the world map for Final Fantasy, and you can do some leveling up. Like, that's something, like, I like now where you can just put the thing to sleep, you know, the gaming console, you know? Yeah. Like, you can spend some time, like, ah, I got, like, 20 minutes. I can level up my character for a little bit and just get into battles. Uh, do, some, do some grinding. Like, yeah, take on some, yeah. Some battles or whatever. Which is, that's the thing that I, I love Final Fantasy, but that's my biggest complaint is all the time you have to spend just leveling up. I can't remember which one. I think it was maybe 13. I think I told you about this, Chuck. But, like, I sat there and I, like, maxed out my character. I had a crap load of time to kill. And I got my character. He was a boss. He was all, all the way maxed out. I was like, cool. Now I can just, like, play the game for a little bit. I don't have to worry about leveling up. And then, like, I went into this next level and I was already obsolete. And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! I want my 18 hours back! Or whatever it was. <laughs> I was so mad. I stopped playing it. That was something I just realized the other night, too, that is really cool is that there's not save points anymore. Like you can literally go into your options menu and save whenever yep. you damn well please. Yeah, and I noticed that's that, too. Super cool. Wow. Like I mean, right in the middle of a dungeon. Games should just be like that now, I think. I agree. And I think more so they are. But, you know, even like at one point, it will only save at a checkpoint. Just let me save yeah. it wherever. And that's that's a funny thing, too, as you were talking about putting it in sleep mode, which is something that all the new systems do now. You can just like, you know, 
stop your game, go yeah. to the dashboard and then sh- shut it down into sleep mode instead of shutting the whole thing down. That works as long as you are the only one playing that system, because I let me tell you, there's been plenty of times where I put the game <laughs> in sleep mode and then Amy has turned on the PlayStation to watch Netflix or something like that. And my game is disappeared. And I'm like, well, damn it. No. <laughs> She didn't do it on purpose. I can't get too angry about it, but damn it. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure she laughed when she did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show him. <laughs> I don't know, Chuck. This is what he gets for not putting the toilet seat down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leaving that sink full of dishes. <laughs> yeah. Leaving his beard shavings on the sink after yeah. he shaved. Yeah, she, right. She, it's a Red Dead Redemption. She jumps off the horse and shoots it in the head first. Just take that, <laughs> take you son of a bitch. I come back to a dead horse. I'm like, I didn't even get to kill this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> she checks it into like a, you know, day spa. He really pampers that horse. Uh, <laughs> Treats it well. Uh, <laughs> it is neat, though, because between Final Fantasy VII and that Panzer Dragon game, uh, the remake on my uh, Switch, I feel like I'm living in 1997 all over again. Oh, yeah. I got Doom 64 rocking on there. I got I got a Final Fantasy game to play again. It's nuts. Now, if I could just stop falling asleep. Yeah. Well, and, uh, James mentioned that Untitled Goose game, man. Uh, the way he was talking about that when he first got it on this show, I feel like I may have to add that to my list. Yeah, I think it's very relaxing. It's just a chill game. Yeah. Like, you're literally just a little goose. You're wandering around a town, and you just up to no good but it's not like the type of no good where you're like killing anybody you're just yeah. simple mischief yeah just yeah silly a, a stupid list of fun. stuff of people to mess with yeah you just got a task uh, a list of tasks to do <laughs> I mean, that, that's that, my other that doesn't make it sound all that much fun but <laughs> just a <laughs> list of tasks uh, well, that's just how they tell you like what you're able to do or what you got to do to advance into the next spot okay that's my other problem right now is the other game that I should be playing is Animal Crossing, and it feels like a chore right now because the only time I can play it is when all my shops are closed and all my, you know, it's like two in the morning, so all my villagers are in their houses and they don't want to talk to me. They want to sleep, and I'm like, I'm awake. I want Can't to you set you- the uh, Citrus Switch to a different time zone or something? Can, can you do that? I, I can. Trick- you can't. Trick those lazy animals, sons of bitches. <laughs> it's not 2 a.m. stupid, you stupid raccoon. It's 3 in the afternoon. You stupid We're raccoon. Really a time. I don't oh, want to resort to that. I got some bells to sell. Give me some peaches. <laughs> I buy a new toilet so I can take a poop. I did finally get a toilet. Yeah, now you're living in luxury. Finally, I had to, I had to build two rooms on my house before they uh, sent me a toilet so I could make one of them a bathroom. Oh, so there's no, like, you can't just put a toilet right in the middle of your living room. That's not appropriate, No, no huh? you can put the toilet wherever you want. You can get multiple toilets. You can have friends over, and you can have poop parties. Yeah, actually, I think I saw a video online of, like, two players, like, they were pooping at the same time. I was like, oh, wow. They got poops. <laughs> That's cute. Tandem like, poop. poop sisters. Yeah. It was two girl players, and they were, they were both pooping. Oh, boy. At least their avatars, I think, seem to be female. Oh, God. I don't really know what Two girls, uh, one toilet? Yeah. Well, there's two toilets. Oh, okay. Poops, two toilets. You know, it's the equal amount, but it's uh, two poops, two toilets, one bathroom. <laughs> that is one of the positives of Animal Crossing is that you like the the characters are not 
really gender coded and you can wear whatever clothes you want. So let me tell you, I got so many dresses and I look so good. <laughs> in them. There you go. Look it is fly. awesome. All right. But like I said, it's a it's it is a it's a cool game, but it's just the fact that, like, I feel like if I don't log in every day, I'm 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 falling behind. And, mm. you know, like my friends are, are their towns are way cooler than mine. They got way more animals, but I need to just push past that and just enjoy my game. Yeah. So I, I always thought Animal Crossing was pretty much you have your little animal and you go around and you visit your friends uh, towns. But you have other animals like that live within your Animal Crossing area. Like it's like, is it kind of like SimCity? Yeah, a little bit. You build like you a get... certain home, you'll possibly some rabbits might move in. Some friendly neighborhood rabbits might move in. Or if you build a another kind of home, like other animals or creatures can move into your little uh, village. In this particular one, everybody has their own island, and when you start on the island, it will randomly generate two villagers to start with you. And then as your island, as you pay your house off. And your island kind of gets bigger and, and or the island itself doesn't get bigger. But as you, you know, cut down trees and take, pull up the weeds and stuff like that, you can also put more housing plots up for it to generate more uh, more people to come in and be on your island. But it does it randomly. So sometimes you'll get villagers that are either ugly or just jerks and you don't <laughs> want them there. No, they come to live at my Animal Crossing then. <laughs> Jerk central mother effers. And that's that's the thing, too, is that, like, you can force animals you don't like on your island to move out by being mean to them. Oh, wow. This is this game is interesting. But I don't want to be mean to anything. I feel guilty. I game... feel guilty, too. Yeah. Well, you know, little guilty. Guilty. I'm going to go, Chuck. <laughs> just rummage through your trash or your scraps. Is this only a Switch game? It is. OK. Just curious. Yeah, it's, it's funny because Nintendo. I was finally ready to pull the trigger on a Switch. And guess what? All sold out across the world. Yeah. All yeah, sold it's... out across the world. Unless you want to pay $300 at uh, $300 or $400 at Urban Outfitters for one. I'm like, hell to the no, I don't. What's the normal price tag on one of those? I, I think, think it's 300 Yeah. Three? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want the light. I want the I want the big boy. You know, I want right. the Doc, you plug into the TV. And yeah, you want to like be all... able to play it on the TV. And... Yeah, I want to play my uh, old school NES and SNES games on the big screen. Right. And there would actually be one system I probably wouldn't stream because it's too much work to haul all my equipment up there and uh, plug it all in. Unless you yeah, could it's just an stream. HDMI cable. You can, just, you can just plug it into whatever HDMI cable you use for your stream. Oh, well, that... maybe it wouldn't be that hard to move the system all around. That was the other thing about Final Fantasy is I, I even put it on my TikTok that it eats up about 100 gigabytes of space. Yeah. So I had to choose between that and Call uh, of Duty. Say that's why you had to get rid of Warzone. You only had a, yep. Yep, you got 100 gigabytes. You got to decide who gets it. Call of Duty was already uh, it was bothering me that it took up like 110 gigabytes of space on my hard drive. I'm like, I don't even play the game enough for it to eat up that much space. Yeah, and then Final Fantasy came out, and I'm like, well, I guess that makes the decision for me. I think it's funny that I'm hearing so much about that Warzone game because it seems like a lot of people have moved away from Call of Duty. Yeah, I think they moved away from Call of Duty, like just the the, the regular Call of Duty, uh, you know, the campaign mode and the regular multiplayer. But I think the fact that now it's like a, it's the it's the new Battle Royale style game. Sure. And they got a bunch of different unique things. I think that's bringing a lot of people back in. Um. 
So it's a little more of the Fortnite style then, rather than just what we've been seeing over and over. Yeah, again. Okay. and it's, Absolutely. it's kind of pushing some boundaries with it a little bit too. So instead of just the typical 100 people, you know, every man for themselves, it's 150, and you know, you can do squads of up to like four now. So there's you know four four man squads or whatever it is quads. I don't know. They, they've been changing some of the the game modes around. But uh, you can drop in as a single player, drop in with your your squad, or you can like. There's another mode where you're not really like uh, trying to be the last man standing. I guess you are in a, in a way, but it's more focused around getting loot and cash, mm. killing your enemies and getting getting cash and making deposits and stuff. Mm. So banking, there's a banking mode. Yeah, so it's much <laughs> like uh, in real life, like Animal Crossing. You got to pay off your mortgage. Uh, Warzone's real life. Uh, you got to dodge bullets. Uh, you know, or like, or like with guns on Total Goose Game, positive. you got to be a bastard, like a real goose. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a short break. There's still some more Animal Crossing and Call of Duty stuff to cover, and uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on in the world of comic books, even though they are not being published. So we'll get to that and more when Nerd Radio comes back after this. Hi, you got Larry B. Scott from Revenge of the Nerds Party, 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 and you're listening to Nerd Radio. Podcast page at WRAF.com. We're also in Boston. Give them heck, Albeck. <laughs> Rock929rocks.com. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, Megan, who I went to high school with, who posted a throwback photo. Here's the thing, and I'm so... She uh, she left something out of the photo that I had forgotten completely, and then she reminded me in a comment and I, I think she was trying not to upset me. And I'm, I really am upset the way she cropped the photo. Apparently, it was an article in the school paper, and it featured me. And the title of the article was View from the Bench. And she, she didn't <laughs> include that in the photo she posted. Because, again, I think she was trying to spare my feelings. But I was like, that is hysterical. Like, I probably wouldn't have appreciated it in high school. I honestly can't remember. But, like, right now in my 30s, I'm like, that uh, is funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. Because Al didn't get very much game time no. when he was on the team. Well, here's the thing. I was on kick return, and our team was terrible. So I got plenty of time on the field. Okay. Oh, that's there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, there's a poster in the background of that photo, which what, why you said that. Give him heck, Alan Beck. It was ridiculous. I so. saw it, and I'm like, well, now I know what the title of this week's episode is. <laughs> I don't care. We could we could say anything in this week's episode. That is the title. Oh, man. Well, now we got to find something to top it. You're going to make a, a title we <laughs> just can't matter. pass up. So, But, yep, uh, rock929rocks.com in Boston is where you can download it. Yes. Also joined by James from uh, Checkpoint XP. Where can people find you, James? Oh, you can uh, find information on Checkpoint XP at CheckpointXP.com. Okay. Well done. <laughs> I, I don't know. Where can they find okay. me? I don't. I didn't know where, where we're going ahead with that. I, I think the Twitch channel is where we're going. Tune in to us when we're not in quarantine. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. There we go. All right. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so we were talking about Call of Duty Warzone. I don't know if you've seen this video, James, but a streamer online uh, won a gulag match in Call of Duty Warzone, which is where you go when you get shot. Yes. They send you the gulag to do one-on-one -on -one fighting. And if you win one of those one-on-one -on -one fights, you get put right back into the game. Which if is, you win that one-on-one -on -one fight, yes, you get put back in the game. Right. A streamer online 
beat somebody in the gulag with a steering wheel controller. What? How the hell did they get a steering wheel controller? He was using a steering wheel controller that you use for like the NASCAR games or something like oh, that. Oh, like he was playing like, yep. with a steering wheel controller and he knows controls, like triggers or whatever on the steering wheel and he was yep. able to shift it and like hit the guy. That's a, that's damn impressive. Yeah, the steering wheel lets you move your character and then, you know, the other uh, the buttons on the thing will fire the gun or whatever like that and friggin' beat another dude in the gulag. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, he must not have lasted very long in the game if he was in the gulag, but right. to survive the gulag, that's impressive. Yeah, I don't think he had very high hopes as far as doing well in the game, but he just wanted to see how well he could do. Sure. And that was the highlight. That's funny. Does he have a, a nice, funny like reaction? Does he seem hype about it? Uh, he even he seems kind of impressed. Like he can't <laughs> believe that just happened. Well, Chuck, thank you because I think you might have just helped me do part of my job over at Checkpoint XP. If you send me a link to that video, I might be able to use that. I right can use that. for sure. Thank you, <laughs> James Campbell. Having other people do his research for him. <laughs> hey, yeah. All right. Speaking of doing research, I, uh, Jade texted me about an hour ago. Apparently, they're pushing back the Fortnite uh, season. A month? Yeah, I just heard her oh. talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, hey, I don't see this on the website. Can you quickly write something up about it? But yeah, the uh, season two of Fortnite was supposed to come out April 30th, and it's been pushed back to June 4th. So apparently uh, the COVID virus is even uh, making Fortnite a little bit more difficult to get out there. But, you know, you still got your game, right? Yeah. Yeah, you still got your uh, all these kids are at home playing it. They're probably like, hey. Let's not put out that battle pass just yet. Let's milk them for some more cash during this battle pass. Right. These parents are probably sick of these kids driving them up the wall. They're home from school. It's homeschooling or there's no schooling, whatever that whatever the school district decided. Let's get some of that extra cash before we put the battle pass out there. That's a way more likely scenario, I think, for what's going on, because the other option was that they're just working from home and it put them behind. But no, I think James may be onto something here. Yeah, they're probably like, hey, let's let this ride. We're probably seeing steady inclines on in-game purchases. Let's come up with a couple of stupid, let's change a couple of colors as the skins, put them for sale, double the price. These kids are going to eat it up. Take it straight to the bank. Not a fan of Fortnite, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, I'm on Realm Royale, man. You know that, Al. Yeah, I know. I was actually going to ask, are you uh, still doing Realm Royale or are you pretty much on to Warzone yeah. now? No, no. Warzone, I would say, is like my number two game right now. Okay. Um, Warzone gets really frustrating. There's a lot of hacking and stuff, which I probably have never encountered a hacker. But when I see Dr. Disrespect and some of these big-name streamers complaining about hackers ruining the game, anytime I'm killed, in my mind, unjustly, I'm like, it's a hacker. All these damn hackers are always effing up my program. Um, so I can always go back to the realm and yeah. rule. You, you know, still pretty much live Gunstown. there in Realm Royale for your Friday streams that you do? Yeah, I still I still do the Friday streams okay. from uh, in Realm Royale. Okay. I started up a Wednesday stream now, too. Uh, Wowabunga Wednesdays with the Warzone. <laughs> it was a Warzone Wednesdays, but some other uh, YouTube douchers has been using that. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, somebody in my stream is like, Wowabunga Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Perfect. Steal it. Thank yeah. you. Well, it's a <laughs> reference to the show, too. So. Thank you, Perplexed Entity, <laughs> listener of Nerd Radio. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, absolutely much more likely to uh, join you for Realm Royale on Fridays than I am for uh, Call of Duty on Wednesdays. Awesome, man. You let me know. You know, I'm usually uh, we're usually on around three o'clock doing a few solo matches if they're not having some stupid limited time event going on. Right. Uh, that's the one thing with Realm that's really driving me nuts. I feel like the they're putting their fingers in it too much. They're like trying to fix something that's not broke or they're trying to find a way to like deflect attention off of their neglect of the game. 
by making you hate something that they're doing in the game to make hmm. it seem like they're they're being busy because they give you all these stupid like limited time events where if you want to play solo mode well guess what this week's solo mode you only get to play with pistols and there's no forges have fun losers or they're like oh the only thing you can do in squads now is you can only play this part of the map and guess what you only get slug rifles suckers it's like who wants to play this it's not fun like just let us play the, the game the normal way do they do that a lot Every week it changes. So there's some Fridays I'm ready to drop in the realm and uh, I'll go in to like set up the game mode for solo and it's like no forges. So like last week I went to play and they're like forges have been disabled. You must, you know, you have to play uh, according to whatever you find in your treasure See, chest. I hate, I, I would hate that. Yeah. So it's aggravating. So I mean, so I, I get what they're doing to try to make the gameplay a, a little more unique, but. For the diehard players like like me, like no offense, Realm Royale, you're not like you're not Fortnite, okay? You're not the number one, you know, you're not the McDonald's yeah, of, uh, yeah. Battle Royale games. Don't piss off your players because they'll easily leave. You know, easily leave. There's a new game called Valorant that I've been trying to get an invite to for a, a beta. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that I could easily pay attention to besides you. And I would consider myself a big fan of the game, a diehard fan of the game. I've been playing it for a few years now. Uh, you know, since their closed beta was available on console, I've been playing it. I've mm-hmm. been in love with it since yeah. then. But now the changes that they're making, man, I'm like, Warzone, you are looking sexy. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you, they should make it optional, not mandatory. Like, if you want to make a fun game mode, then make it so that you can play it if you want to. Or you can just keep playing the mode you enjoy. 100%. Yes. Like special mode. Like, just name it that and that can change every week. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, 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 Overwatch tends to do that, where they don't force you to play specific modes. It's just like, hey, here's a new version of the game to try out this weekend if you like it. Yeah, and even Fortnite would do that. You know, you could either drop in Fortnite as a a single player, a squad, or a duo, or or whatever you want to do. Or you could take part in their limited time event and then drop in and play that mode. Like when they had um, Thanos. Yep. You know, you had to choose to play the Thanos map or you had to choose to play the game mode where Thanos is going to be on the map or somebody can find the the Infinity Gauntlet and then, then just totally wreck your ass. So, like, if it was more like that, I'd be cooler with it because, uh, OK, I don't want to play with four just turned off. I could just play a normal game and then it doesn't ruin my weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's not quite as uh, quite as restrictive, but I have been playing a lot more of the Magic the Gathering Arena, the online PC game. Yeah, because- I was going Oh, well, they I, I was telling you guys a couple of weeks ago, because all the gaming stores are closed, they've moved Friday Night Magic to Arena. And every Friday there's a different mode that you can play in Arena and then send a screenshot to the Discord server of your local game store. And they'll give you a code for um, for different sleeves or icons or avatars in game, which is super oh, that's cool. cool. That's cool. That's but, a good incentive to get people to play the game, I feel. Cause yeah. Like, um, I feel like those little add-ons, colors, sleeves, icon, I think, like that's not something I want to spend my money on. Right. But it's like it's something that's cool that I think adds to the game, but I don't want to drop any actual cash on it. But right. if you're like, hey, you proved us that you play the game, we'll give you the stuff for free. You're gonna get me to play the game a lot more. Yeah, and then incorporating the local game story into it as well is cool because it keeps you kind of local or loyal. Absolutely. Yeah, to and the it helps game store. Yeah, and it keeps the game store top of mind to where people, you know, can give the money to them when. Things aren't on lockdown. Yeah, and I'm excited because this week is the 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 new set comes out, and it's all 
giant kaiju monsters. So they've actually licensed a bunch of Godzilla monsters. Really? To be like Godzilla will have a card in the new set. That's cool. So and I could so I could put this on my PC right now and I could play during the kaiju phase yep. and get some oh man, I might actually do that. Yeah, you like can another get some, baton, guys. <laughs> another baton. You can get some uh you can get Godzilla and Mothra and put them in your deck. Yeah, I want some so Charlie, when I win with Godzilla, I'm like yeah, you suck on that big old Godzilla dog. <laughs> Chuck, are you sure, are you, sure you don't want to title this? Got Godzilla. nothing but time or big old Godzilla dong? Are we sure we can't? We're sold on the title already. <laughs> I'm super sold on the title. Give him a heck, Alan Beck. Oh, I like big old Godzilla dong as a title. Uh, we were talking about Animal Crossing earlier. Uh, over in China, they've removed the uh, sale of Animal Crossing because people were using the um, – you can edit the graphics so you can make your own T-shirts or your own posters and stuff like that. And people were using them to protest uh, stuff over in Hong Kong. And uh, famously, they've tried to shut those protests down for over a year now. And this was a new way that people were protesting is by putting stuff on their island. Oh. So they took the game completely away. Yeah, so they, you oh cannot buy Animal Crossing so over in Japan or over in China. That's crazy how petty that is. Yeah, it's 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 amazingly weird. God bless America. <laughs> they also uh, put a firmware update out for the Switch show for the weekend. And there's a couple of neat things in there like Animal Crossing icons that you can use for your player icon. But the thing that's most interesting is you can change the button mapping of the uh, the Switch controller now. So really? if you don't like where the where the button map is for a particular game, you can't change it per game, but you can change it across all your games on your Switch. So like you if you want up. like the, one of the bumpers to, to do like what the A button would do, exactly. you can set that up. But every time you play a new game, the bumper is always going to be the A button. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. That's kind of yeah. not a, that's a, kind of a cool feature. Yeah, but you can you can, you know, put it back. You can have up to five presets and you can put it back to the original preset. So, you know, you just have to switch it between games. But very cool additional feature. I know that Panzer Dragon game that I've been playing, the fire button is on the B button, and it's given me really, really bad, like, Nintendo thumb. <laughs> I, I really... My my kingdom for a turbo button. Oh, my God, the turbo button. <laughs> uh, also, I, I just saw today that uh, per the... the uh, website the verge that best buy currently has the nintendo labo kits which were the those uh kits of like cardboard that you could put around your nintendo switch to make it into like a guitar or a fishing pole or you know a giant robot uh suit or something like that those things originally retailed for about a hundred bucks a piece okay uh best buy has all of them on sale for 20 each wow right wow now. holy cow <laughs> i guess which is they're trying to clear some out huh yeah, it, it didn't sell really well. It's a neat idea, but a hundred bucks is a huge buy-in, and it's it's not like Guitar Hero. It's not like I'm getting a box full of drums and guitars and stuff. Like yeah. I'm getting a box full of cardboard. I'm supposed to fold around my Switch. So right. is it so when it, you buy these Labo kits, this come with some sort of software you have to download to recreate yes. whatever you're making. Okay. Yeah. And what what was what's the most appealing Labo kit that you would find? One of the cool ones was that you could um, you could uh, like pilot a giant robot like a Gundam or something. And the way it worked is you could take the cardboard and these strings or whatever and you would put them on your you, you've seen um, Pacific Rim, right? Oh, yeah. 
So you know those big like the those harnesses that they were in in yes. Pacific Rim to pilot yeah, the robots? Like walking and yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a little bit like that. It was like an upper body harness where you could move your arms to move the robot around. Oh wow. That's kind of sweet. Right. Yeah, the fishing the fishing uh, one where you turned your your switch into a fishing pole was kind of cute, and there there was apparently one where you could turn your switch into a guitar, and then the screen because it's a touch screen would have strings on it that you could strum your thumb across. Gotcha. Hmm. I think twenty bucks is a good buy-in for those things. I think. Yeah, uh, that's a much more reasonable price range. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the robot though is fifty one. It's fifty ninety nine. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. That's still pretty cool though. Yeah, it figures they wouldn't make the cool one uh, friggin' <laughs> cheaper. I want to look at pictures of like, what the robot looks like. Unless the robot is like in the game. Yeah. So the robot in the game is going to do what you're acting out with the exactly. cardboard backpack on. Yep. Very interesting. Uh, Adult Swim tweeted out a couple of days ago that Rick and Morty is coming back. Uh, I think it said May 4th. Yes, I know early May they're coming back. They even put out every episode title that's going to be out and the date that it's going to air. Nice. Yeah, Rick and Morty's coming back May 3rd. They actually tweeted out, we promise this is not a joke, and it was on April 1st. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing. Yeah, Rick and Morty's coming back May 3rd. Uh, Robot Chicken is coming back this summer. Uh, If you were a fan of 12-Ounce Mouse, that's also coming back with new episodes and a whole bunch of other shows that I have never heard of. I haven't watched Robot Chicken in a while, but that used to be my jam. I used to love that show. That stop animation, yep. the humor that they had. God, like, me too. did an awesome job with that program. And speaking of animation, did either of you guys check or catch uh, Saturday Night Live this weekend? No, I do kind of want to go back and watch it because I know it was like an at-home thing, although I had not heard yeah. very good reviews about it. But I don't know. I'm not. Can I hold it against them, really? For sure. No, it's it's a very unique show, but one of these sketches is uh, a guy playing a Twitch stream of Call of Duty and just I didn't see that sketch. That was really funny. Yeah. And then he pulls up Super Mario Brothers and he is also terrible at that as well. <laughs> but um, I actually posted on our website, WRAF.com, a story. They brought back the uh, Saturday Night Live animation for uh, Ninja Turtles episode where they're all in their 40s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh can you give us like a rundown of kind of what was what was said? I saw a screenshot, but I didn't hear exactly what the the characters were saying. But it, uh, yeah. it seemed like it was kind of depressing. Yeah, it start that it starts out with um, I believe it's uh, Michelangelo, and he's married to a woman that looks a bit like April from the uh, the original '90s cartoon. Oh, so Mikey! Uh, yeah, getting that boom. <laughs> that was. A- <laughs> That was the thing that really threw me is that every one of them is married to somebody that looks a little bit like April. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny, bro. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, she's she's uh, the the girl that's married to Michelangelo is essentially divorcing him, (laughs) telling him that uh, they're getting a divorce. They show Leonardo driving his two kids to school, you know, in a minivan. Yeah, and if uh, people want to check out that thing that you posted up on the website, Chuck, they can uh, go to our social media, Nerd Radio 101, Facebook and Twitter. It should be up there from just like a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. So check us out on, on social media if you want to check that out because it's it, it was a really funny sketch for sure. And uh, before we take a break here, were either you guys Homestar Runner fans back in the day? No. It was is that an a show online... or is that that power pad? It was, on the, it, was on, it was a web cartoon that was on Newgrounds. They had no. Strong Bad. Nope. It, where the trog door, the burninator comes from. 
You're speaking Japanese to me right now, Chuck. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for, the, for those at home who were Homestar Runner fans, uh, the creators just uh, put up on streaming services everywhere 180 tracks of the music from the show. Three volumes of soundtrack from Homestar Runner. And is this a good soundtrack? Is this something you would listen to? It's fun. There's a lot of uh, incidental music in the background that you're like, oh, I don't know what this is from. But then there's some songs that they wrote that would be like just part of a sketch that are, are really funny. It'll bring back uh, some memories of better times, if you will. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, let's take a short break and we'll come back. Uh, got some comic book news to tell you about some good news and some bad news. Uh-oh. And I'll tell you guys about what show. Grant I Morrison's writing all of my favorite stuff. Is that it? Is that the bad news? No, it's not. Oh. Got to tune in to find out, Al. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, God. This is Nerd Radio. It's cool. I'm taking it back. What are you nuts? I'm taking it back. You watch. Welcome back to more Nerd Radio. You can follow us on social media at Nerd Radio 101, and you can also find us on the podcast page in Boston. Rock929rocks.com as well as over at the uh, Checkpoint XP Twitch stream. Typically, when we can be in, uh, when we can be in the Twitch, uh, the Checkpoint XP studio. Uh, James, where can they find us there? Well, we're not in quarantine. You can find us at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. Um, we were talking uh, about some comic books or some video games earlier and uh, about some TV shows. I forgot to mention to you guys, over the weekend, uh, I fell into... The Big Show show on Netflix. Oh, did you? I've been thinking. I've been dying to watch that. You really like, need to, because I know it's going to be total cheese ball, like, like, like Full House, like almost like a kids type program. But I'm like, it's just mindless humor with the Big Show being big. I'm sure. So yeah, it is absolutely kind of a, a mindless sitcom with canned laughter and you know nothing too intense going on there. But there is an episode. Uh, middle of the season that has Mick Foley and Mark Henry in it. That's good. Fun. And uh, the the other actresses that play his daughters are very, very cute, and very fun as well. It's, you know, you put it on and you stop thinking for, you know, an hour or so. And it's all right. Like the Untitled Goose Game, but in a Netflix streamable program. There you go. Pretty much. Pretty much. But yeah, I would absolutely recommend it. If you're a, a wrestling fan of of the big show then it is kind of fun to see him doing this and it's the kind of thing i would definitely like to see the big show get to do more of have you seen any of his other movies chuck i don't think so because i saw one movie like when netflix was first the thing and you could stream movies i subscribed and there was a movie where he was like an orphan and he okay. like grew up in like a, a church and then he went on some sort of adventure i think to save the church it was pretty funny he's not the very the best actor but I can right. see, you know, how his character would be conveyed in the sitcom type scenario. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the comic book side of things, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago how uh, all of uh, Diamond, who is the distributor of comics, has stopped distribution. This has yeah, been going on for yeah. about three weeks. So your local comic stores are not only closed, they are not getting new comics in. Mm-hmm. So you're not missing anything by not being able to go to the comic store. And they are not doing digital releases? Uh, no, so far, Marvel, DC and Image are not putting out new stuff digitally. OK, one guy who one guy who is not happy about that is Todd McFarlane. Okay. Well, yeah, he's been talking about uh, when when this when we do all get back to work and people can buy their comics again, that um, the the companies like Marvel and DC and Image and IDW and everything like that should 
schedule out some events around each other so they're not, you know, overlapping and trying to pull sales from each other. Yeah, okay. To try and get the entire comic book industry back up and running. But he's also been very vocal about the fact that he wants to continue putting digital copies of Spawn out while you can't go to the comic store because he sees it as two completely different markets. Sure, I could see that. So he thinks people who are viewing comics digitally are not the same people that are going into the stores to purchase comics. That's his argument, yeah. Mm. I think you should just have them put out digitally and then have them available to purchase like later uh, right. once this is done and over with. But I feel like you want to still keep them out digitally so that the fan who's reading them isn't missing out. Like they're still engaged with your product. They're still engaged with your characters and following the storyline, so you don't yeah. lose their attention to something else. And it helps keep that, the publisher alive, too, because they still have money coming in, you know, at a lesser rate, because obviously there's a lot of people who have been laid off, so they can't afford to buy as many comics as they were. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's, it's good yeah, for that's everyone, good point, you know? Yeah, and that's largely the argument, too, is that the, the argument forever has been, like, if people... If people can go digital and they start buying their comics digitally, then they'll never come back to print comics. Um, but on the other side of the argument, the one that Todd McFarlane is making is that is the same one James is making is that if we just stop making comics for a couple of months, people who read comics are just going to go to Netflix or they're going to start playing video games. And then when we do have comics, they're not going to come back. Yeah. So I can see both sides of the argument um, so as somebody who has a vested interest in a physical comic book mm-hmm. store. I'm definitely of the opinion of like. Uh, you know, hey, let's let's just hold off, and then we can have our physical comics later. Yeah, but I I see what uh, where he's coming from. Uh, while Diamond is not shipping comics, a couple of weeks ago, Marvel announced that they're pausing any and all work on titles they solicited for May and June. So the artists and the writers and the colorists and all that stuff are now not working. Oh, geez, and that's exactly my comics. point about uh, keeping the publisher alive during this if they release it digitally. You know, it sucks, man, because if you if 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 uh, the uh, print comics go away or at least reduce numbers drastically, that kills the brick and mortar comic store, which is almost all of your comic book uh, outlets. You know, like there's a couple of places that have a rack, you know, but like for the most part, it's a very uniquely mom and pop driven business. Almost all your comics are coming from a mom and pop brick and mortar store. Yeah, comics don't show up in the drugstore anymore, in the grocery store, no. or anything like that. And you might get a couple at like a Walmart or something, but we're talking about a rack, and it's a very limited selection. Like you got to go to a locally owned business to get them for the most part. So, right. you know, if the print goes away, it hurts them. But like right now, the art, and again, like like you said, you have a vested interest in a comic book store, you know, because you work at one. But it's right. like right now. The the store is suffering, and so is the publisher. If they do put out digital comics, it's you can't. I guess in that point, you can't save the store, but at least the publisher might stay afloat. It sucks, man. It, like I, yeah, I feel dirty even saying that, but it's you know it's the truth. You know what I mean? Right. And a lot of the uh, the artists are actually. Uh, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Jim Lee was one of them, and Rob Leefield are auctioning off uh, original art online. And then donating the proceeds to local comic book stores and to different funds that are trying to keep local comic book stores afloat. Donnie Cates, this is a great story. I just read this last night. Donnie Cates, who is currently writing Venom and Guardians of the Galaxy over at Marvel, along with a couple of other things, um, 
has started anonymously calling up comic stores and paying off all of the pull lists. Wow. Um, so that the, the, the comic store can call their customers and say, hey, somebody anonymously bought all the comics in your pull. So if you want to come by like drive through wise and pick them up, um, you know, they're waiting for you. That's cool. That's actually a really cool thing to do. Yeah. I'm sure it's, uh, the people that had it happen to them are incredibly uh, grateful for it. Yeah, somebody found out about it because uh, a store in Austin, Texas, that he had done that for. But if the the rumor is that he's done that for more than one store. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if anybody else. A, it'd be interesting to see how many other comic book professionals do that. And B, how much do you get paid to write comics if you can afford to do that? You know what? Yeah. It, it, it's probably like a lot of entertainment jobs where there's a very select, very select people uh, who make a lot of money. But most of the people are probably making a very modest living. If a living at all, much like radio, <laughs> there's yes. like three yeah, people right, who are making right. a crap load of money and everyone else is just getting by. Yeah, <laughs> I think we have, I Dude, think you we can't, have both sides. You, we can't buy a glass of water with the money we make off this podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. And that means that we get together specifically for the love of doing it. <laughs> it's, it, it is. Uh, it's not even a joke. It's 100 percent true. <laughs> It's a labor yep. of love. Yeah. Emphasis on the labor. Yeah. Mostly Chuck's labor. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the stories I had for you guys this week. Is there anything else you wanted to cover before we head on out into the uh, snowy white north this afternoon? I just can't believe it is snowing out here right now. I mean, I it's guess I can't s- believe I've been living in Michigan my whole life. It's finally stopped falling over here, but everything's covered, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, it'll be gone soon. It won't take long. My cat doesn't care. Let me turn the camera on so you can see him. He's been sleeping the whole time. That is a great review for Nerd Radio right there. We'll put a cat to sleep. <laughs> I feel... Put your pussies to rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, put your pussies to rest. Uh, it's time for Nerd Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Beep, beep, boop, 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 beep, beep, boop. There you go. There's a there's a packaging for you. I don't I don't know if I can use that, but I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Fit it in where you can. All right. Well, thanks once again for uh, tuning into Nerd Radio during these trying times. We uh, encourage you to interact with us on social media at Nerd Radio 101. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And of course, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast as part of the B Pod Studios Network. Uh, James, tell everybody about your streams before we take off. Uh, you want to catch me on Twitch, you can find me uh, Wednesday afternoons for a while, Bugga Wednesdays, uh, twitch.tv slash who the F is JC, or my FS up, which is the F word and the S word and up <laughs> Fridays, which is uh, my stream that I've been doing for a while. Uh, you can, again, twitch.tv slash who the F is JC, three o'clock in the afternoon, both days, a couple hours. You want a game with me? There's an opportunity for you to do it. Come, uh, come hang out and uh, check that out. And also, uh, Check out the Checkpoint XP syndicated radio show. You get it as a podcast over at CheckpointXP.com. I would tell you guys to come and watch my stream at uh, twitch.tv backslash Chizuk, but I'm sleeping all the time. I play rock band on Sundays, and that is it right now. Yeah. So, Dude, you should stream yourself <laughs> sleeping. Yeah, there we go. Just watch me sleep. Yeah. You have I bet you some, to get some creeps. Dude, I bet you to get some creeps to watch. Probably find out some real disturbing things about my sleep habits. Do it shirtless and see how many people tune in. Find out I say the N-word in my sleep. Oh, no. Jesus. I had no idea I was such a bad person. 
I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's Nerd Radio. Thanks, guys. All right. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you nerds. Have a great weekend. See you later, Thank nerds. You. I have spoken. Oh, man, I hope you don't do that in your sleep, Chuck. I hope not either. My God. And second That's... thought, maybe videotape yourself with some sort of an app yeah. that will record you before you stream yourself sleeping. Yeah. Right. Don't make it a live stream. No. Just, you know, the best thing about doing this uh, over Skype and, and not on the checkpoint thing is no one can tell when we're wiping our nose now. <laughs> except, yep. for, except for each other. <laughs> what is that thing behind you, Chuck? It just says ass with an exclamation point. That's America's ass. It's a picture That's... of Captain America. Oh, is... right. Okay. That is America's ass. All right. That is a poster for the Winter Soldier, and he's facing away from you. So, uh, Amy, put a uh, post-it note on there saying that's America's ass. All right. And that's in our living room. Don't forget to eat my ass or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew I forgot something. (laughs) Dishes. Yeah, I took out the trash. I paid the bills. What did I forget? Oh, I got to eat that ass. (laughs) Eat that ass. Eat that ass, bitches. Let me see. (laughs) Ah, uh, delightful. That's just what they respond after they, they do that story. <laughs> yeah. Like both parties, that's the response. <laughs> uh.